Welcome to another episode of the Bereans Bible Prophecy Podcast. The content of this episode is going to be all over the place, and normally I think I would wait until I had some major thing to talk about, but there's been a lot of little things that just I feel compelled. There's an urgency to uh, just to talk to somebody about this because I don't have anybody locally to talk about these things face-to-face. So I'm going to jump right in, forgive the randomness, but these these thoughts are coming from all directions. And the first thing I want to talk about is uh, something that I believe I expressed in the first or second episode of this podcast, and that is that God, in general, God uses nobodies or those that aren't well-known or well-respected. You could call them characters. There's like a quirk to them, or there's always something that someone could find a fence that, yeah, but they don't have a title or a degree, or, you know, their personality uh, is uh, off-putting for whatever reason. And examples, and, and I'm talking about the movement of the information of Bible prophecy in the last 10 years, really it hadn't been advanced since Hal Lindsey. And there's been tons of books. Of course, the pre-rat stuff advanced the argument tremendously in the early 90s. And then others that uh, have come on with that the pre-rat message and retold it either from a different perspective to make it more clear or uh, more evidence, more more biblical shadows that support it uh, versus the pre-trib position. But from the pre-trib perspective, there's really been nothing in the last 40 years. Uh, there's no new thought. Uh, it's just been assumption after assumption. The reason I bring this up is in the last 10 years is when the most out-of-the-box thinking that when you compare it with scripture, it overlays much, much better. It's it's a simpler explanation. There are very few assumptions, if any at all, and it only goes where scripture goes. And And some of those people uh, I'm going to throw these names out, or like Ron Wyatt, he wasn't a, he wasn't, I don't know that he was into Bible prophecy, but he certainly uncovered or rediscovered a lot of biblical evidence that we uh, enjoy the benefit of, but quirky kind of guy, he was a nobody essentially, unless you really follow his stuff, and um, people still discount his work. I mean, people discount anybody who claims they found Noah's Ark or evidence for it. So uh, there's there's always a reason to discount the material and content that these uh, wonderful laymen bring forward. Um, forgive me, Chris. I'm throwing Chris White's name in there. Put together a tremendous, multiple tremendous series on Revelation, Daniel, uh, the Antichrist or False Christ and a pre-wrath uh, 
message. Chris White versus the establishment is a nobody, and yet he's done much more to advance the true message of where Scripture is going. Uh, I'm going to throw a latecomer, Nelson Walters, in there, and I've mentioned him before. And though I may not agree with every single conclusion, he's much more, uh, I'd much rather uh, support him and listen to him and guys like him who are thinking out of the box. They're looking at scripture and not just relying on what's been taught the last 40 or 50 years. So with all the evidence that I brought forth in the last episode, the the culmination of, or the aggregation of all these little things, the September 23rd, 2017 sign, uh, what were the tremendous uh, increase in lawlessness and violence and uh, unrestrained behaviors all over the place and uh, increase in volcanoes, um, crazy weather, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I think I reeled off about 10 different things. None of those things could you stand on and go, yep, we're living in the, we are probably going to see the uh, beginning of the 70th week. None of those can you stand on. But when taken together, you just get this sense of urgency, like something is happening or going to happen very soon. And, um, you know, you can go back hear my comments on the September 23rd sign and how I believe it is completely legit, was never a pre-trib or a rapture uh, marker. It's just a road sign uh, to wake us up and uh, of many other things as well. So I feel like one of those other things is the recent flood of new scripturally based theories and their sources coming from laymen and not professional clergy, because there are some pastors out there that have like 30 to 40 to 50 prophecy books. Tell me what in the world you can talk about in that many books. Absolutely. It tells me you don't know what to look for. You have no revelation if it takes 50 books to write about something. And Uh, it's become an industry. So, I mean, I don't want to call names. You can Google them and see. And, you know, these guys may be well-meaning, but you got to wonder when they've got dozens of books about something, what are they, you know, what tea leaves are they reading? Something today Dan Bongino was talking about absolutely shook me. Uh, And today is September the 8th. Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night. You know, Dan Bongino doesn't talk about any conspiracy theories. He doesn't talk about Q generally. He only talks about what is mainstream conservative news stories. And he brought forth a couple of articles about someone on the left basically showing their hand of a coming coup and basically the left presenting how they're going to take the election. And there's no reason for us not to believe that because of all the things we've seen happen so far. Um, 
especially based on this whole COVID stuff, if if someone is willing to wreck millions of people's lives, job losses, deaths, and everything with a virus that is questionable and how it was released or discovered or whatever, uh, the origins, that's definitely questionable uh, whether it was man-made or not. If anything, they went on to fan the flames of it and uh, certainly are not looking for an end to it uh, at the demise of millions of people. If somebody's capable of that, you know they're capable of a coup is nothing. Death is nothing to them. Completely believable. And what Bongino talked about effectively was, we've heard this before, to tie up the election but with the intent to let the military sort this out. Now, before you think, yeah, that, they're on our side, just think about all these hearings all year long about all these false witnesses, the Vindmans and who was on a call and who heard what and all this. You have to understand, there is. we're at a point now where there's no one in the Pentagon that we can trust, that a conservative can trust. Now, there are, hear me, I'm sure there are many good people in it, but we don't know who they are. We don't know who to trust. So when somebody steps forward, flip a coin. Uh, we don't even know what percentage of people, uh, of military commanders in the Pentagon to trust. And I heard 30 years ago when I was a DOD uh, employee as a electrical engineer, I tested weapons done in Huntsville as an engineer. And I heard back then, you know, the only way you move up in the Pentagon is you just have to be extremely political. So just think about the the things we've heard from these generals that have come forth and they've said things that just stun us, that leave us speechless. And we know more of that is coming. And just just think about what would happen if they did tie up the election, which could be very easily done based on what we've seen them do so far, hand it over to the military, and then a military uh, board comes forth and says, we're going to hand the election to this candidate. It not only could it happen, we we should be quite fearful. He also is in complete agreement. You know, you better prepare for disruption after the election. And and we've been talking about, you know, we, you and I and Coverstone and all those guys, you better be preparing now. Prepare for massive supply chain disruption, whether the rest of Dana Coverstone's stuff comes true or not. We know other stuff is coming. And I was looking at the comments at one of his videos just to see how people were responding. And, you know, you've got all, it's all over the place as far as the reaction. And But one guy I saw, he had this very pious proclamation of, you know, easy people, God will provide. And this body language of like he was more mature than everybody else in the room, you know, and just settle down. God will provide. Well, one of the ways he, he absolutely does.
But one of the ways he provides is by warning us, by telling us what's coming. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. I don't think we need Dana Coverstone to know that we should be preparing for disruption and preparing seriously. And I was thinking about it because I've got friends that I've, you know, you just can't go tell anybody about this. And the ones that I have that I felt like would heed or take it somewhat seriously, it it was, it just rolled off their back or very nonchalant, you know, yeah, 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 whatever. And then moving on and you see no evidence that it sunk in. And it made me think about that. And, and those who do heed warnings and those who don't and just truth in general and Basically, to disregard a warning or procrastinate is the same as not believing the message at all. You might as well not have heard it if you're not going to heed it. Now, for someone who doesn't believe it, I don't expect them to do anything. But if you have heard that message and and, and there's something in you that believes it, it strikes a chord, and you haven't done anything yet, you better get it in gear. Because here's where I differ from many in Christianity. I don't expect, I expect God to judge people very leniently if they haven't clearly understood the gospel or it hasn't been presented to them in uh, in a way that they can comprehend it. And above and beyond all, God hasn't enlightened them. God hasn't given them eyes to see it, receive it. But for those who have, certainly there'll be judgment. And that goes with anything. You know, if you've heard the message and you comprehended it and you even believe it and you still haven't done anything, you're going to be judged, not by God, but by the circumstances that are coming. So. Uh, I was re-listening to a lot of the, uh, to the two or three videos that Coverstone had put out. And one of the things that he says in the most recent ones is, uh, those who refuse to get ready will be found wanting in the end. So brace yourself and tell others that I have warned them to brace themselves, for they are about to see more shocking things This is after he's already talked about election stuff and part of what we've already been experiencing just a smidgen of. So if there's more shocking things coming, uh, we we really better be ready. Um, And certainly we're dependent on God, but we're also compelled by him internally to prepare. That's always been the case. It's always an internal motivation that he provides and an external action. And I'm not getting into salvation or anything. I'm just talking about how he deals as a good father. It's how we operate with our own kids. There's always an external action with carrots and sticks and motivation and guidance and grace. Uh, along with push. So this doesn't look any different from anything else we have 
seen in scripture as far as preparation. And all of this coming chaos, we assume it's coming at some point, whether it's this fall, very high probability, but all of this move towards uh, this chaos, still uh, I expect there to be, you know, if you believe a pre-wrath message and a raising up of Israel before it is brought down and the Antichrist being a part of all of that, you you would expect the world to turn towards order and peace and worship of someone. You would tend to think that's going to be law-abiding, a self-righteousness that externally is going to look incredible. The, the multitudes willingly, obediently, uh, you know, complying, and yet it is a righteousness of rags based on their actions and not based on the sacrifice of God's Son. And with that, I don't see how you get there without a massive contrast of chaos and disorder and darkness and brokenness that drives all of these people. We, we, it looks like, based on polls, we've got 40% of our population, just this country, that they operate in a mode of cognitive dissonance. They say one thing, do another thing, almost all the time, hypocritically, almost all the time, projecting whatever they're guilty of on conservatives. And it's like they don't even know they're doing it. I mean, uh, I don't know if it's a demonic deception already in place that, or it's just a battle plan. Like, hey, you know, they, you know, they all, most of them majored in uh, liberal arts psychology and they just know, hey, this is the way you move masses. You know, you, you just treat them like they're guilty of whatever you've done. I don't know if it's a ploy or if they actually don't see this for themselves, but Whatever they're guilty of, they're gonna no doubt they're gonna blame us for it. We'll see how that pans out. But I do believe that there's gotta be if we look back in history, there's gotta be some preceding chaos that uh, would provide a contrast to draw all of those people who just don't who just can't play nicely with others. They've got to be brought in and tamed at some point. And I don't see how you get there unless all the wheels fall off until they finally recognize you just can't live that way. And now they're brought back in. The horse has been tamed. And there is some, you know, perfect timing. Savior appears. Oh, look, he happens to meet all the criteria that the religions. Uh, those those who are religious are looking for and just you know you add a few signs and miracles lightning from the sky you know you've got yourself real antichrist on your hands so and it makes me wonder what the fate of the united states is i know there's been tons of books crazy no scriptural support whatsoever about what happens to the united states we're going to be judged for this or that and I've told you the stats regarding abortion and other things. 
we have the lowest, we're the only country, I believe, where the trend is negative of abortions. The percentage of abortions is going down. The only country in the world, and yet everybody is saying, you know, we're going to be judged for that. And all I want to say is everyone's going to be judged. All the nations are going to be judged. So, you know, this is, I just see this as a big play uh, or a movie being played out. And there's no acting going on. There's real uh, real decisions being made in real time. And we're all responsible for those decisions that we make. But from a different perspective, Every little detail is going to turn out the way God intends it to. Um, He will always get what he wants. That doesn't absolve us of making proper decisions, um, doesn't resolve anyone, and it doesn't give anyone the reason to, you know, the devil made me do it or anything like that. God is going to get what God always gets, and that's his will. It just makes me wonder regarding America, will this end like a miniseries where we've seen a trend in the last 10 years where the leading character, the favorite one, is killed off to the complete shock of the audience. And I want to think back to maybe it was The Sopranos where this style hit or or caught fire with with a miniseries and I've seen it happen over and over and over where you're just binging along and then all of a sudden the major character just gets knocked off and you're like, what? What just happened? It just makes me wonder if the U.S. was taken out, you know, man, the table is set. The table is set because we're the only thing, uh, we're we're the only personalities in the world that were raised in freedom and favor freedom, a significant portion of population favors freedom over government providing something for us. So, I mean, even the, even the most Western countries in the rest of the West, rest of the world, everything is sourced out of government, even their freedom. So it is absolutely the opposite of, of at least what we used to be, but though that personality is still present in many Americans. So we'll see if that is the hindrance. I'll uh, get back to you when there's something else to talk about. See you.